Welcome to the Living a Nordic Life podcast, where we explore a simpler, cozier and more intentional life the Nordic way. I'm Fiona McKinna, your Nordic Living Guide and founder of Living a Nordic Life, where I share all things Nordic living and show you that a Nordic life is the way to bring intentional calm and healthy habits into your own life, wherever you are in the world. Are you looking for ways to bring simplicity, coziness and calm into your life? Well, let me show you how. Visit the Living a Nordic Life website to explore how I can help you on your journey to simple, healthy and happy calm, the Nordic way. You can subscribe to the podcast right here. And if you want regular inspirational emails sent with love from Norway and straight to your inbox, don't forget to subscribe to the Living a Nordic Life newsletters. And so now let's dive into our episode. Hello and welcome to this episode and I'm doing something a little bit different today because I wanted to talk to you about something I've actually already published a blog post about, recently in fact, but I felt that it warranted a podcast episode as well because I can expand upon it a little bit more and tell you a little bit more about this particular subject which is Norwegian kindergartens. Now Mia, my youngest child, who's five and a bit, started kindergarten a few weeks ago. She had the option to start earlier, but we decided we would leave it a little bit. And I spent a few days with her for the week getting her started, which is perfectly normal here, I have to say. I'm just going to tell you a little bit about that. They like kids to be settled in, not crying, happy, wanting to be there. So the parents will go with them and they'll stay there for a few days, normally at least three days. But as it happened, it was just a couple of days with Mia and she was happy. But that's the norm here. But of course, I had a million questions, like I always do. Because both my older kids, Brendan and and Amelia, went to preschool in England. And that was before we moved full-time to Norway. And things were very different. But luckily, I'm surrounded by really patient people who are very happy to answer my endless questions. And they are endless. And some of them probably seem quite a little bit, a little bit daft, to be honest to them. But I just have to keep asking because I want to know all the details. But it also occurred to me that while I was asking these questions, that there are lots of people who wonder what kindergarten is like in the Nordics. And I see a lot written about it. And it seems to be a very popular talking point in various forums online with a lot of private kindergartens in other countries aspiring to this kind of Nordic framework and also Nordic schooling. So along that theme, I thought it would be a little bit insightful to share my own experiences with you. And they are only my experiences, I have to say. So, you know, bear that in mind. And things do vary from region to region and from county to county here in Norway. And obviously, Different Nordic countries have a different way of of doing things, but things are pretty much the same. Schooling here in Norway is very carefully and very strictly regulated. That keeps consistent standards and a consistent curriculum throughout the whole country. So you could pretty much expect the same thing everywhere and you know that it's going to be of a certain standard. So let's look at kindergarten here. I'm going to go through a few points, actually. I think that might be useful. So all kids here in Norway are entitled to a kindergarten place from 
the August after their first birthday. And provided that you apply before the 31st of March deadline, you'll be assured of a kindergarten place for your child. It might not necessarily be your first choice. You get a form you have to fill in and you have three choices that you can make. And they can be either a state kindergarten or a private, privately run kindergarten. And you say what your choices are, one to three, and you get a place somewhere. And all kindergarten places are paid for by parents unless their household earnings are below a certain amount. And like I said, you can choose from a state or a private kindergarten. If you apply after the deadline, which I did, I'm afraid to say, because I thought it was April. If you apply after the deadline, then you have to go on a waiting list. But depending on the age of your child, they will try and push you up a little bit if they can. Mia is starting school next year, next August. So we were lucky that we got our first choice of kindergarten, which is very close to home and an absolutely beautiful kindergarten. Um, because they knew that she was starting school and she was starting school in the school next door. So these would be all the children that she would go to school with. So luckily she was fast-tracked to the top. Kindergartens here are spacious and well-appointed. There always seems to be far more space than the kids could ever possibly use. And most of that space is outside. City centre kindergartens and town centre kindergartens are obviously slightly different, but there is an emphasis on being outside anyway. But our kindergarten is sitting in probably a good half an acre, three quarters of an acre of space. And I don't know how many children there are, there are probably no more than about 50 or 60. But it's huge and they have a lot of space to run about outside and they can go outside whenever they want. But there's a lot of space inside as well. And that gives them an opportunity to scamper about and not be crowded up together, which, of course, is always a little bit stressful, isn't it? You know, it's stressful for humans, but stressful for any animal to be kind of crowded together. Kindergarten hours are very flexible. And this is something that I found the most surprising because when Mia first started, um, it kind of caught me off guard a little bit. And I was asking, what time does she have to be here? What time do you finish? But I was told, no, they can come whenever they want. They open from about 7.30am and they close at 4.30pm. But the hours that you choose to send your child are pretty much up to you as a parent, whatever is convenient. At Mia's kindergarten, they like the children to do an organised activity from 9.30am until 11am. So they like the children to be there at those hours if they're going to be there that day. But otherwise, it's up to you. You can take your child early and they have breakfast at kindergarten. You take breakfast for them and they sit together. Um, and you can pick them up much later if you're working. It's ideal if you have, you know, longer working hours. But it gives you that little bit of flexibility. And quite frequently, Mia will say that she wants to go to kindergarten early. We normally take her about 9, 9.30. But if she wants to go earlier, I can turn up with her and it's fine. Nobody is surprised. And I can pick her up early if I want to, or she can stay a little bit later. They just like to know which days they are actually going. But it's very flexible. And that's wonderful before they start school. Because you know what little ones are like, especially toddlers. You can't always get them ready on time, can you? And the more you pressure them and the more you put, you know, a, a time limit on things, the less likely they are to get ready and the slower they get. So another point is that all the children eat lunch together and it's made by the kindergarten. And I must stress that it isn't anything fancy. It's just a few slices of bread with something on it, like some ham, salami, some cheese, maybe 
sardines in tomato sauce. We have this kind of sardine in tomato sauce in a tube. A lot of things come in tubes here. But it's um, mashed up sardines in tomato sauce. It's like a pate. Or it might be some fish pate or some meat pate. But it's a few slices of wholemeal bread with something on it. And quite frequently the children are allowed to make it themselves. And they have that with a glass of milk. And then in the afternoon, they'll sit and they'll have some fruit together. And I've seen the fruit arriving and it's beautifully presented by the ladies who run the kindergarten. It's all cut up into small pieces and put out on a platter, a bit like a buffet. And it's very enticing to the children and they eat it. And I'm noticing that Mia's eating an awful lot of things that she might not want to eat at home, or at least she's trying them. But this is all included in the kindergarten price. And the children eat together at a table with their teachers. So they're learning some table manners as well. But if the weather's dry, they also eat outside. They have tables outside and they'll go and sit outside under cover if it's raining or whatever. But, you know, if the weather's okay, then they're eating outside as well, which means they're getting a lot of fresh air. And food also tastes better, doesn't it, when we eat it outside? Let's face it. It has a different taste to it. It's really nice and you eat a little bit more as well, which is good if the kids are eating fruit and vegetables. We'll have a bit of that. Another point is we have to pay for kindergarten. And unless your household earnings are below 550,000 Norwegian krona, that's about $55,000, you can expect to pay for kindergarten. If it's below that, it's reduced. I don't know at what point you would get it free, but you probably would, but it's reduced. But this is much less, this is per month, I have to say. This is much less than any other places. It's a maximum of 3,000 knock, which is about $300 a month. And then we pay a little bit extra for food, which is about $30, something like that. That's for the month. So the maximum it would come to is about $340 a month. And I know that next year they're reducing it as well. I guess that's to encourage people to send their children to kindergarten where there's some structure and it helps people go back to work and things. But this is how much we pay and this is how much you can expect to pay. You're not going to get it free unless you have very low earnings. But this also applies to private kindergartens. It's the same. The kids need a lot of clothes, a lot of clothes goodness me, the focus at most kindergartens is on play and play outside, regardless of the weather. So as you can imagine, the kids need a lot of clothes for all weathers. They need rainy weather waterproofs for all year, right from this time of year, which is autumn at the time I'm recording this. The, the waterproofs are getting one heck of a hammering, I have to say. Um, and warm weather winter snowsuits for the cold weather. And of course, everything in between. They need changes of clothing in case they get wet. They need wool undergarments to wear when the weather is cold. They need long johns, several pairs of socks. If the weather's warm, they have trainers. But they have things like wellies and hiking boots, which live at kindergarten. Mia's um, waterproof gear stays there at kindergarten. We don't bring that home, unless it's very dirty, in which case I bring it home and wash it. But that and the wellies stay at kindergarten and those are her kindergarten clothes and when your children start kindergarten you're given a list of clothes that they need to have and you can even go to the shop and buy kindergarten packs which would be all the things that you would need for them so wool underclothes and a hat and a cowl to keep them warm gloves several changes of things tights 
socks, all the things that you might need. And more is always better with this. And at the kindergartens, they have little cubbies where they can put their clothes. And it's all marked. And everybody's clothes have to be marked, of course. But it's easy then for the teachers and the helpers at kindergarten to get the kids changed if they do get wet. Because although the focus is on being outside and making sure that they have clothes for that, they also want the children to be warm and comfortable inside. Because they don't wear those wet weather clothes inside, of course. Everything comes off and it's left outside. And... Indoor shoes are also needed because no outdoor shoes and no outdoor clothing is worn inside the kindergarten. When I was there for the couple of days that I stayed with Mia, the number of times they were cleaning the floors. I saw them clean the floor three times in one morning, cleaning and mopping and making sure that everything is spotless. And the kids take all their outdoor clothes off, their shoes and everything, in a little changing room. And then they come in to the main part of the kindergarten in indoor shoes or their socks. So it's very comfortable and relaxed and gives you that lovely cosy feeling of, you know, not coming in from outside. Plus, if you've got little ones crawling about and squirming about on the floor, which they do, they're not going to get dirty. The emphasis at kindergarten is on play. And it's most definitely a fun place to be. There are lots of toys and lots of opportunity to be creative and play. Some time each day is spent on a structured activity, but the rest of the time the kids play together outside or they play in the kindergarten building. At the point at which Mia is at, which is the year just before she starts school, they do um, a little bit of structured work once a week where they're doing some things in some special um, little workbooks that they have. Each child has their own workbook. And it's things like learning how to... Um, identify shapes and doing some work on numbers and letters and some basic stuff like that but there isn't any structured work on how to read or how to write that's something that you do at home if you want to if you want them to do it there you can ask and they will certainly be very accommodating they have with Mia who wants to do these things but the emphasis is very much on play and learning to get along with each other, to share, to be cooperative, to work in a team and to be kind. And friendships and kindness to others is very much a focus as well. This is a focus of most kindergartens and primary schools here in the Nordics. Kindness, tolerance and gentleness are very important. And learning that is something that starts young. It starts there at kindergarten. The younger children sleep outside in their pushchairs. And this is something I asked in my Facebook group recently. I had a little video of the kindergarten. I said, can you guess what this area is for? And it was an area outside the main building, but where you could see the big windows where it could be seen from one of the particular classrooms, if you can call it that, you know, kind of little playrooms. And next to it was a storage area. And this area was undercover and it was quite big. And it's where the children go to sleep, the little ones, because they're starting very young and some of them are still napping. <clears throat> so when they have their naps mid-morning or mid-afternoon, whenever it happens to be, especially if they're there all day, they're put into a pushchair, a pushchair which lives at kindergarten. It's a special kindergarten pushchair. And it has the child's name on it and they have all their blankets and things, all their cuddlies. And they're put to sleep in the pushchair and they're wheeled outside and they're put outside in the fresh air, regardless of the weather 
unless it's very, very cold or we've got driving rain, you know, that's getting into everything. But if the weather is okay, they're put outside and they sleep outside. And it's only what the parents would expect. This is what we do here at home. We generally put our children to sleep outside or little ones. We take them for a walk. And that might be a walk that lasts a little while. You know, they go to sleep in the pushchair and then you can leave them outside when you come home. And when they wake up, you bring them in. But people will do that outside cafes and things as well. The pushchairs are lined up outside. In fact, you see pushchairs lined up everywhere here. Not necessarily with children in, but there's pushchair parking everywhere, all over the place. But if you go into a cafe, you would leave your child outside sleeping in the pushchair. And you watch them. And if somebody happens to see that child crying, they come in and say... There's a baby in the red pushchair who's crying. And then you know it's yours, you go outside. But at kindergarten, it's the same. They're put outside in their pushchairs to sleep. But of course, it's always safe and secure. Everybody is watching. Nobody's going to come and steal your child. It's all safe and secure. It's tucked away around the back. And it's not easy to just come in and take a baby. And when they wake up, they're brought in, of course, and the pushchairs put away. But they've had that time outside. So is this what you would expect from a kindergarten here in the Nordics? These few little points. And is it something that you have experienced at kindergarten yourself? Or is it something that you were wondering about? Because I'd love to hear. Let me know if it's something that happens where you are or if it's something that you think should happen everywhere. So I hope you've enjoyed this little journey into a Norwegian kindergarten and I will see you in the next episode. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the Living Nordic Life newsletters so you can get an email when I release a new episode. It's a quick and easy way to keep up with all things Nordic living. Please visit livingandnordiclife.com. You can listen to Living a Nordic Life on lots of podcast apps, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and plenty of others. If you've enjoyed the Living a Nordic Life podcast, why not leave me a rating? So that's the end of Living a Nordic Life for today, and I look forward to seeing you next time.